What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Happy Tuesday. So happy to be with you. I am still in Ireland, Belfast, Northern Ireland, and it's a beautiful, beautiful day here. We just had that amazing full moon and the eclipse. And what a perfect day for us to settle into our heart, open our heart and our mind And to recognize infinite love is all that we are, all that we ever, ever will be. So let's partner up right now with the higher Holy Spirit self and with our hand on our heart, declare that we are wholeheartedly available to love and be loved. We're calling forth, we're activating, we're recognizing infinite spirit is our true identity. This is the awareness that we cherish. This is the inheritance that we value. In this moment, we're grateful and thankful to surrender all thoughts of lack and attack. We gather together to share and to extend love, and we're grateful to do so. We truly share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So this is Easter week. Friday is Good Friday. Sunday is Easter. And uh, I've been thinking about it quite a bit. And so uh, I'm going to wrap some, some of what I've been thinking into our dialogue today. I always feel like we're in a dialogue, even though I do most of the talking in form. (laughs) And um, what I have been contemplating is the I am presence, the I am that I am, which to me is the Holy Spirit. Uh, 
had a conversation with Regina Dawn Akers about that just about a year ago when we were at the A Course in Miracles conference in Chicago. And, uh, of course, you know, if you've been listening to this radio broadcast for a while, that I call the Holy Spirit the higher Holy Spirit self. So we remember that it is the I Am presence. It's not separate from us. There is no separation. And what I've been thinking about is in contemplating about Jesus and his life and his teachings is this way of uh, mastery that he taught. In fact, his teachings were called the way. And really recognizing that before you can be a master, you have to be a true disciple. You must be dedicated and devoted. And this is what I aspire to be, a true devotee of the truth, a true devotee of my teacher, and the teacher is the higher self, the holy self, a true disciple, and of the Holy Spirit. And I was contemplating that, and then what came into my mind is, for many, of course, some miracle students like me uh, were disciples of Jesus. If we're true students, then we're disciples of Jesus, his students. And if Jesus were walking the earth right now, would you be a disciple? Now, the word disciple right there in the word is discipline, right? The reference to discipline. So a disciple has that level of discipline that can take them from a disciple into being a master. And that's what Jesus did. He was a disciple of the higher self, the holy self, the I am presence. And he ascended and became an ascended master. So, in truth, his life, when you look at it, when you contemplate it, and especially as a student of A Course in Miracles, you can see that it was intended that he go through that crucifixion, that whole experience. And he talks about, in A Course of Miracles, that there was no betrayal. He could never be abandoned. And he knew that in his mind, that it was not possible for him to be abandoned. And what I think most of us can easily discern is that walking through that crucifixion was a perfect way to prove to all humanity that the body isn't real. Because he went through the crucifixion, his body was tortured and abused and injured in profound ways, and yet he resurrected the body temple, didn't he? And he did it, as he said, I've come to prove that... Death is not real. Have no fear in the world about the world because I've overcome the world. And to be prosperous, to be abundant, because she's shown us the way to eternal life that we can awaken. And I, I do believe that we are awakening. I feel like I'm definitely awakening. And so he returned. He resurrected. 
he walked the earth in a physical body so that we could see him as an ascended master. We mean humanity in order to prove that life is eternal and that the body can be resurrected. We are resurrected, that we're pure spirit. We are not time-based. We can believe that we are, but that doesn't mean that we are. So in contemplating this, uh, what I was thinking about is Jesus said in, as quoted in the Bible, he said, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And what I hear in that is that the I am is the way and the truth and the life eternal. The I am, and that's what we are. I am that I am. So the way of the master, the truth that sets you free, the life eternal is the I am that I am. The I am is the way, the truth, and the life, life everlasting. So this Easter, let us celebrate that. And let us take a day, an Easter day of retreat, prayer, contemplation, connection, communion. Let us hold this day sacred and profound, this Easter. You know, there's Easter celebration all around the world. The whole uh, of humanity is uplifted by the Easter celebrations, the celebration of the resurrection. Let us say, as Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The I am is the resurrection and the life. It's one of my favorite affirmations. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life of the gifts of my divinity. I am the resurrection and the life of my holiness, my perfection, my divine vision. So there's an invitation for you this Easter. And as uh, promised in the description of the show, one of the things I wanted to share about is receiving the spiritual benefits of these wonderful teachings of A Course in Miracles, because many times we don't. And I have encountered so many Course in Miracles students who've been studying these teachings for a very long time and not truly harvesting the benefits, because uh, it's such an intellectual teaching that many people leave it in the intellect and don't bring it down into their heart. They're not even aware that that's a possibility. And so that's why I share what I share, because bringing it into my heart has made all the difference in the world. It's completely transformed my life. My way of thinking has transformed my way of life and my way of life thinking has been transformed by applying a course in miracles by taking these teachings and really living them. And so that is the invitation. And speaking of living these teachings, uh, my eight week series, living a course in miracles, the free classes 16 classes in all. We just started the other day, uh, last Thursday with Dove Fishman, and we have 14 more classes. Uh, our topic this week 
is holy relationships with spouse or partner. And uh, uh, the entire series is holy relationships, activating the love. And this week, the teacher is Kevin Rice, relationship with spouse or romantic partner, making it holy. Last week was Dove Fishman. And we were talking about holy relationship with your friends. We've got holy relationship with the body coming up with Gary Renard and myself. We've been, he and I've been talking about how much we look forward to what comes through in that class, holy relationship with the body. Uh, Robert Holden is going to do holy relationship with yourself. Uh, Myron Jones from Pathways of Light is going to do holy relationship with children, Colin Tipping. Holy Relationship with Parents and Relatives. And next week, Michael Murray here in Ireland, uh, we're going to do Holy Relationship in Death and Dying. And then the final week eight, I'm going to do Holy Relationship in Spiritual Community. So that's 16 classes total, all free for you at livingacourseinmiracles.com. You do have to register and become a member in order to participate in the classes. There's no charge for membership. It's all free. All right, so this week I've been looking at Lesson 133 and contemplating it, and it is, I will not value what is valueless. So we're going to activate and enjoy the spiritual benefits of our spiritual studies, and this lesson is going to tell us how. It says, you do not ask too much of life. But far too little. When you let your mind be drawn to bodily concerns, to things you buy, to eminence as valued by the world, you ask for sorrow, not for happiness. So when we let our mind ruminate on concerns about the body, and who among us doesn't do that, uh, things that we buy, do we not think about the things that we buy? And to whether or not we're valued in the world or by the world, we ask for sorrow, not for happiness. So, if you'd like to end your sorrow and your suffering, give up contemplating bodily concerns, what you you buy, and what the world thinks of you. Just give up thinking about those things. Which, actually, you can do. You can really... Not that we can't think about the things that we buy for a few minutes, but, you know, people can become very enamored of the things they buy and really get into them and think about them a lot. And uh, it's just, it's a focus on nothing of value, according to A Course in Miracles. And it says here, today we list the real criteria by which to test all things you think you want. Unless they meet these sound requirements, they are not worth desiring at all. For they can but replace what offers more. The laws that govern choice you cannot make. No more than you can make alternatives from which to choose. The choosing you can do, indeed you must. But it is wise to learn the laws you set in motion when you choose and what alternatives you choose between. Okay, so today... We're going to see the real criteria by which to test all things you think you want. And what are we testing them for? We're testing them to see if they will be the cause of our suffering or the cause of our happiness. Okay. 
that is great. Don't you want to have a clear test that you can use moment by moment to test every choice that you make about whether or not it will cause suffering or happiness? Like, hello, that is fantastic. What a gift here. And then it says, the choosing you must do. It's wise to learn the laws you set in motion when you choose and what alternatives you choose between. Okay. Now, and it says, unless they meet these sound requirements, they're not worth desiring at all for they will but replace what offers more. So it's really advising us that we can avoid the sand traps, the quicksand, the uh, muck and the mire of suffering if we have this awareness. So what are we choosing between? Suffering and love. We're choosing between separation and unity. Some people call it love and fear. I prefer love or suffering, unity or separation. So that's the only choice that we have in this world. And every time we make a choice, we set the law in motion. What law? The law of cause and effect. So it says here, we've already stressed there are but two choices, however many there appear to be. So it might appear that there are many, many choices in your work, in your family, all day long. But all day long, there are only these two choices. Love or suffering, unity or separation. It says the range is set, and this we cannot change. So we can't change it. That's how it is. It would be most ungenerous to you to let alternatives be limitless and thus delay your final choice until you had considered all of them in time and not been brought so clearly to the place where there is but one choice that must be made. So what it's saying here is, If you had a myriad of choices rather than just two, you would be stuck in time for a very long time exploring all the possibilities. But you only get two choices, and ultimately you will realize there's only one choice to make, and that is to choose the atonement for yourself, which you can do now. You don't have to delay. Another kindly and related law is that there is no compromise in what your choice must bring. So, whether you choose fear or love, whether you choose love or suffering, whether you choose unity or separation, there's no compromise in what your choice must bring. If you choose separation, you will suffer. If you choose unity, you will awaken. You will experience more happiness. You will have healing. So all day long, we're choosing between our healing or our illness, between our suffering or our happiness. Every moment of every day, every single choice that we make is one or the other. That's it, all day long. And it says, so there's no compromise in what your choice must bring. It cannot give you just a little, for there is no in-between. There's no middle ground between love and fear. Each choice you make brings everything to you or nothing. 
So if you choose separation, if you choose lack and attack, if you choose suffering, it will not bring you anything of value. If you choose love, it brings you everything of value. That's why we say, seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you. Every choice you make brings everything to you or nothing. Very simple, very clear. All right. Well, right now, I'm choosing to take a break. (laughs) You can hear the music. It's time for me to go to break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles. Do check out the livingacourseinmiracles.com website. Register for these free classes while you're on break. And I'll be right back. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love and we're walking the talk. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Ah, thanks for coming back. So we're talking about learning to value what is truly valuable and to stop valuing that which is valueless. 
This is a key component of the Course in Miracles teachings. And when you get this and you decide to live this and practice this, it profoundly turbocharges your practice. I I just I cannot <laughs> overemphasize this. So uh Jesus was telling us here basically it's all or nothing. You're either choosing the kingdom or you're choosing suffering. You're either choosing heaven or hell. That's it, right there. You get to choose in each and every moment. Heaven or hell. And you know what? I really feel that the more we clear out the judgments, the more we clear out the opinions, the more we disconnect from the wanting, the craving, the temptation. Remember, all temptation is of the body. When we clear that out, the more we clear it out, the more sensitized we are to the voice of the Holy Spirit or you could it's some people perceive it as a voice some people perce- perceive it as thoughts or feelings or visions doesn't matter how you perceive it but you start to clearly become aware of that connection with the higher holy spirit itself guiding you in each and every moment so you can find as at least i have found that i don't have to figure out which is the highest choice or which is the most loving choice, which will bring me heaven or hell. It's usually quite clear. If I'm willing to ask for assistance and clarification, it will come immediately. That's how it works. It's profound the way it works. And so this is what we're learning to do is to choose that healing, to choose that awakening by choosing love again and again and again. So it says, first, if you choose a thing that will not last forever, what you chose is valueless. Again, this is lesson 133. We're in paragraph six now. If you choose a thing that will not last forever, what you choose is valueless. So in each and every moment, you can ask yourself, if I make this choice, will what it brings me last forever? So if you choose to be critical of somebody, what it brings you, will it last forever? If it brings you suffering because you're energizing negativity, will it last forever? No, it won't. Suffering is not forever. We can keep it going for a mighty long time, but eventually we're going to choose love and choose love and choose love and end our suffering. A temporary value is without all value. Temporary, of course, the signal that we're talking about, time-based things. So a temporary value is without all value. So in other words, if the focus of your life becomes working for money, then your work is without value. There's no value to doing it. If, while you're earning a living, your focus is on choosing love, awakening, healing your mind, then what you're doing is of value because 
you're what you're doing you're doing with a holy purpose in mind and however we choose to earn a living we can be undoing the ego and so it doesn't matter where we work how we earn a living we have preferences but the main thing is that Wherever we are, we're choosing to undo the ego. A temporary value is without all value. So if we're valuing things in the world, if we're making a priority things in the world, then we're valuing that which has no value. Now, I just have to say it. For most of us spiritual students, we say there's not enough time for spiritual practice. And if we had more time for spiritual practice, we would do more spiritual practice. This is why I say make your spiritual practice every minute of your day because then you don't have to think about dedicated time for your spiritual practice. Make your whole practice your spiritual practice. Your whole day, rather, the way you live your life, everything, every conversation, every choice that you make, part of your spiritual practice, then... There's no separation in your life. Do you see that? If you're saying my spiritual practice is this part of my day, then you're actually separating it from the rest of your life. Now, we can say that, okay, this part of my day, I focus in prayer. This part of my day, I focus in meditation. This part of my day, I focus in study. But let's make our whole life our spiritual practice so that we can truly embody the healing, and experience the healing. Remember, A Course in Miracles says over and over and over again that this is a teaching that saves time. It saves time. So how does it save time? When we choose love more and more frequently, then we're eliminating the causes of suffering. Then we're eliminating the things that keep us stuck in this world of suffering. So let us experience the spiritual benefits here and now. Let us activate them fully and completely by using our free will to study with the Holy Spirit. And let's turn over our day to the higher Holy Spirit self. First thing in the day, you decide for me. You see? So simple. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. You decide for me. So I say, Holy Spirit, higher self, I am that I am. Today, you decide. I am the disciple. I am developing the discipline to be a true disciple so that I can be my true self, which is the master, the masterful one. It's very simple. It says in the introduction to the text, this is a course in miracles. It is a required course. Only the time you take it is voluntary. So this is a required course means somewhere, somehow, we're going to take this course. And the time that we take it, how long it takes us to complete it, is voluntary. Free will does not mean that you can establish the curriculum. It means only that you can elect what you want to take at a given time. This course does not teach, uh, does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, 
for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of fear of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. This course can therefore be summed up very simple in this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. So, first, if you choose a thing that will not last forever, what you choose is valueless. A temporary value is without all value. Time can never take away a value that is real. So we're learning to choose that which is real. What fades and dies was never there and makes no offering to him who chooses it. So that's what fades and dies is not real. And a thing that doesn't last forever isn't real. So here's how we figure out what to choose. He is deceived by nothing in a form he thinks he likes. Wait, did I miss something here? Yes. (laughs) What fades and dies was never there. It makes no offering to him who chooses it. He is deceived by nothing in a form he thinks he likes. So if we choose something that's in a form we think we like, but we can recognize that it's temporal, that it's temporary, that it's time-based, then we are choosing nothing. Next, if you choose to take a thing away from someone else, you will have nothing left. The Holy Spirit teaches us to have, give all to all, to have love, to have peace, to have harmony, give them to all. To have love, give love to all, not to some, not to many, but to all. So if you choose to take a thing away from someone else, you will have nothing left. This is because when you deny his right to everything, you've denied your own. Why? Because we're one with them. So how do we take away a thing from someone else? Not just talking about taking away someone's spouse, seducing someone's spouse. Not just talking about stealing from them. I'm talking about when or I would say here, Jesus is talking about if you judge someone as being less than, if you judge someone as being stupid, then you're taking away from them in your own awareness their natural inheritance of divine wisdom and knowledge. You can, and if you do that, it will be taken from you because all that you can experience in this world is what you believe in. And what you do to others will be done to you. So this is why we do unto others that which we would have done unto us. Because what we do to others will be done to us. So if we judge, we will be judged. We will feel judged. If we attack, we will feel attacked. If we love, we will feel beloved. If you choose to take a thing away from someone else, you will have nothing left. This is because when you deny his right to everything, you have denied your own. So if we diminish anybody in our minds, we are diminishing ourselves and we are disconnecting from our inheritance. We're disconnecting from the flow of good. Wouldn't it be wonderful 
if every time you chose to judge somebody else, even silently in your mind, if some kind of sign would appear that said, you're ruining your life. (laughs) You're cutting yourself off from the flow of good. Is that really what you'd like to choose? Now, what I can say is the more pristine our awareness becomes, the more we can clearly feel and see and sense and hear and know that sign is there. We perceive it. Because our mind is more and more open, the more pristine we become. So, if you deny anybody's right to everything, the full consciousness of the kingdom, you've denied your own right to it. You therefore will not recognize the things you really have. You won't recognize the kingdom within. Denying they are there. You will, you'll say, no. I I feel unworthy. So this is why people feel unworthy. They feel unworthy because they judge others as unworthy. And they judge others un, as unworthy because they judge themselves as unworthy. When we have attacked others in our mind, we will not feel worthy of God's love. This is why we're choosing all or nothing. The slightest attack is basically saying, I'm not interested in the kingdom anymore. I'm not interested in having everything added unto me anymore. I choose suffering. I choose separation. I'm more interested in experiencing abundance. I mean, uh, a lack and keeping my right to attack than I am in my divine and spiritual inheritance. So if we deny anything to anyone, we will be giving up our own right to everything. You therefore will not recognize the things you really have, denying they are there, so you'll feel yourself unworthy and lacking. Who seeks to take away has been deceived by the illusion loss can offer gain, yet loss must offer loss and nothing more. So the only reason that we attack is because we align with the ego, and the ego has convinced us that We can attack and it won't affect us, that there's something to be gained by being able to attack. So since in Living A Course of Miracles uh, at livingacourseofmiracles.com in the classes these next uh, seven weeks, we're doing this whole free series on holy relationships. If you're going to have a holy relationship, you have to be willing to give up all attack thoughts. And in my experience, most people in the relationships that are most important to them, they attack and attack and attack and attack and attack and attack. It's a relentless attacking. The ones that they say they love the most are the ones they judge the most. And I'm just inviting you to contemplate whether or not that's your experience. Is that 
how you are in your relationships. We were talking about holy relationships with friends at livingacoursemiracles.com last week. And Dove Fishman was teaching and he was talking about how is your mind a safe place for everyone? Or are there dark corners? Are there places where it's not safe? Where you give yourself permission to attack? So, there is a a very strong illusion in the ego thought system that if you choose to attack, you'll gain something by it. That somehow, if you can attack others and make believe that they are unworthy, that they are bad, that they are wrong, that they don't deserve, that somehow you'll be made stronger by that. But it's never the case. In fact, we really, in each moment, when we're choosing between love and fear, we're literally choosing between heaven and hell. So we lose entrance to heaven when we choose one attack thought. Loss offers loss and nothing more. Now, here's this, I love this next part. Your next consideration is the one on which the others rest. And here's something to contemplate. Why is the choice you make of value to you? So if you're attacking, if you're choosing lack and limitation, why is the choice you make of value to you? Begin to contemplate this on a daily basis. What attracts your mind to the thoughts of lack and attack? What purpose does it serve? Here, it is the easiest of all to be deceived. And isn't that the truth? For what the ego wants, it fails to recognize. It does not even tell the truth as it perceives it, for it needs to keep the halo which it uses to protect its goals from tarnish and from rust, that you may see how innocent it is. Yet is its camouflage a thin veneer, which could deceive but those who are content to be deceived. So this is what we do. We're content to be deceived. We make excuses for our judgments and our thoughts of lack and attack. So often I have worked with spiritual students who uh, you, you help them see that they're creating their own suffering and misery. And they say, but Jennifer, you don't understand. You don't understand my situation. And in their mind, their situation is in concrete. It's written in stone. They're a victim. It has nothing to do with their thoughts. Things are happening to them. But as Course in Miracles students, we have to stop allowing ourselves to think that thought. Nothing is happening to us. We are the dreamer of the dream. And in every moment, we can ask the Holy Spirit to guide us to the thought of love and to assist us in giving up the thoughts of lack and attack. You decide for me. This is how we learn and train ourselves to receive the kingdom. To activate the kingdom which is within and to receive all else being added unto us. 
I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous. And at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.holyrascals.com. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. We're back. Thanks for joining me. Oh, what a blessing to activate the spiritual benefits of our spiritual practice and to make it so simple. And you really can train your mind to invoke the Holy Spirit and say, okay, which is the loving choice? Is this a fear-based choice? We can start each day, begin each day, and go back again and again by and say to the I Am Presence, the higher Holy Spirit self, the Holy Spirit, you decide for me. You decide for me. I am interested in you deciding for me, please. So it says, so we're starting to ask ourselves, why is the choice you I make of value to me? Why is this valuable to me? And I, I really put this into my employment. And as you probably know, if you've been listening to this show for a while, that 
one of the greatest tools I have is that if there is a thought of suffering, if there's a thought of lack and attack entering into my awareness and it feels tempting, then that is, I've recognized that is an opportunity for great healing. If I resist the temptation, how do I resist the temptation? I invoke the higher Holy Spirit self. You decide for me. How do I avoid that temptation, move out of temptation, and make the highest and best choice possible? You decide for me. That's it right there. And it it is in that being a disciple of the I Am Presence, being a disciple of the Holy Spirit that opens my heart and mind to the healing. I'm interested in having that divine discipline. That's what Martin Luther King Jr. called it. I am interested in being able to be so disciplined for love. Oh, yes. So it says, here it is the easiest of all to be deceived when we're trying to figure out what a thing is for. For what the ego wants, it fails to recognize. It does not even tell the truth as it perceives it. So the ego is always going to lie to us. So this is why it's so important for us to partner up and hand it over. It says, Yet is the ego's camouflage a thin veneer which could deceive but those who are content to be deceived. So you can't be deceived by the ego unless you'd like to be deceived by the ego. So do you see how the potential for your mastery, the potential for your discipleship is so awake in you. You can't be deceived unless you're content to be deceived. The ego's goals are obvious to anyone who cares to look for them. Obvious? How can they be so obvious? Because if you choose a thing that will not last forever, what you choose is valueless. Yep. And you can start to see that each choice you make brings everything to you or nothing. It either activates the kingdom within or it doesn't. Seek first the kingdom within and all else will be added unto you. So that, to me, is the decision to live by. We become a disciple, disciplined to seek first the kingdom. And we put the higher Holy Spirit self in charge. Now, many of us who are identified with the ego, the very idea of putting the higher Holy Spirit self in charge just seems like we're not going to have any fun. We're going to have to give up everything we truly love and desire, you see. And this is what this lesson is all about. I will not value what is valueless. So if we value the choices that keep us stuck in time, we're valuing that which is not of value. In order for us to awaken and to experience profound love, profound joy, profound abundance, profound wholeness, profound harmony, profound freedom, limitlessness of our eternal nature, we don't have to be crucified. Jesus says very clearly in A Course in Miracles, been there, done that. You don't have to do it. There's no value to it. In fact, become a happy learner. 
hand it over. Give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So, he who would still preserve the ego's goals and serve them as his own makes no mistakes, according to the dictates of his guide, the ego. This guidance teaches it is error to believe that sins are but mistakes. For who would suffer for his sins if this were so? And so we come to the criterion for choice that is the hardest to believe. Okay, let's roll up our sleeves here. Because its obviousness is overlaid with many levels of obscurity. If you feel any guilt about your choice, you have allowed the ego's goals to come between the real alternatives. And thus, you do not realize there are but two. And the alternative you think you chose seems fearful and too dangerous to be the nothingness it actually is. All things are valuable or valueless, worthy or not of being sought at all, entirely desirable or not worth the slightest effort to obtain. Isn't that great? Entirely desirable or not worth the slightest effort to obtain. No middle ground. And that's every single choice. All things are either entirely desirable and valuable or not worth the slightest effort to obtain. In other words, all things are either beneficial or harmful. All things. And you don't even have to decide which is which. You can give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. Choosing is easy just because of this. Complexity is nothing but a screen of smoke, which hides the very simple fact that no decision can be difficult. What is the gain to you in learning this? It is far more than merely letting you make choices easily and without pain. Heaven! Itself is reached with empty hands and open minds, which come with nothing to find everything and claim it as their own. We will attempt to reach this state today with self-deception laid aside and with an honest willingness to value but the truly valuable and the real. Our two extended practice periods of 15 minutes each begin with this. I will not value what is valueless, and only what has value do I seek, for only that do I desire to find. And then receive what waits for everyone who reaches unencumbered to the gate of heaven, which swings open as he comes. Should you begin to let yourself collect some needless burdens or believe you see some difficult decisions facing you, be quick to answer with this simple thought. I will not value what is valueless, for what is valuable belongs to me. That is the simple practice that will open your mind to see clearly. Very simple. Let us practice it. <sighs> so again, Living a Course of Miracles this week, holy relationship with spouse or romantic partner. Two free classes for you. Sign up at livingacourseofmiracles.com. We place our hand on our heart now. Join with me in invoking the Holy Spirit to remember the truth that sets us free. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is.
Amen. 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 I'm Jennifer Hadley. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I love you. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. The Great Forgetting That's what some call this time in which we are living. It is a time when we have become so youth-obsessed and age-averse that the wisdom and experience of our elders is being marginalized and in too many cases lost. Each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central Time, George and Sedina Campanelli, co-founders of Age Nation and co-authors of the award-winning Do Not Go Quietly, talk with some of the leading wisdom keepers of our time about how we can use this precious gift called our lives to create a more sane, sustainable, conscious, and loving world. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central on Do Not Go Quietly, conversations with the wisdom keepers, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe.